Well, Papa, we thank you for Anne. We just thank you for for the woman she is and the wisdom that she brings and that she's going to impart on us today. We just are so grateful for her ears that are open, her heart that is turned toward you, Lord, and her eyes that see things that we in our humanly perspective might not see. But she's so aligned with you, Papa, that she sees things from your perspective. So, Papa, we just thank you for Anne and the word she's about to share today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Not supposed to make me cry before I talk. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. So, um, this is to make me feel like a teacher. (laughs) I I found out late in life that my parents really wanted me to become a teacher. So, uh, so hey, here I am. Um, So, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to need your help today because um, I, I just love you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm just really overwhelmed because um, it's like what Lori said yesterday. Whenever you get to talk, it's like I want to do it because I know I'm going to experience the Lord and you get a chance to um, hear from him. And, um, you know, with what you prayed, it's like. I just want you to know who you are. I want you to know who you are. And that's what the Lord is um, trying to tell all of us. Um, So today I'm going to talk about the body. And um, there's so much here to talk about. (laughs) And there's so many scriptures um, that talk about it. And I think sometimes we read over them and we don't really get the words that it's using. So, um, so this morning, I just want to open the door. Um, we'll talk more. There's, you know, and, and any Sunday, this is just like a spark um, that you need to take home and work it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is this is an interaction. What when we come together corporately, this isn't church. We we've we've moved on from old school church, right? We're not. You know, when we come together, it's a corporate thing. Um, you interacting. I'm going to ask questions. When I ask questions, you can answer them. <laughs> this is a discussion. Um, so. Uh, So let's look at the Trinity. You have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Um, Whenever you see a pattern in the Bible, it means something. Like there's patterns all over. We don't even have a clue of all the patterns that are there. But one of the patterns is we're made in the image of God, right? So what's our three parts? Well, this is interesting. Everybody gave me the right three, but in different order. Yeah. That's funny. So um, let's talk about it in... Can you guys see this? No. Choose, choose the black. 
choose wisely, grasshopper. The alignment is important. What happens when I live with this first? What could that look like? Confusing. Confusing, yeah. An emotional bag of masks. Yes. Good. That's right. So what happens when this leads? What might I do if this leads? Damage. Give me an example. Okay, so I might eat wrong. Yeah. Okay. Or some people just um, do nothing but focus on the outside, what everything looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. Or their clothes, their hair. Their right. Their Worry not what you would wear. And then ignore the spiritual side of life. Right. <laughs> what happens when this leads? Yeah. Good stuff, yes. Yeah. That's, that sums it up. So I think there's a correlation here. I think there's a correlation here because we're made in his image, right? So is the father the son? Oh, very interesting. Is the father the son? The father's the father and the son's the son. They're both God, right? So, am I my body? Sort of. Is my body my soul? No. There's three, I mean, that's, you know, this is God, right? It's like simple and way confusing all at once. But, <laughs> but you're not your body. Your body is your body. My body is me, you know. The Father is God, the Son is God, but the Son isn't the Father. So. You see the body. You see the body. You don't see the the Spirit. You see the body. And he says, when when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right. That's, That's a good point. That's a good point. When you've seen me, you've seen my Father. So, um, okay, so alignment's important. We got that down. Um, what, do they affect each other? Yeah. Big time, right? Yeah. Um, when I speak in tongues, now this is what's really cool. Science, every time science finds something out, Half the time you look back and it's like, well, Jesus has been telling us that for, you know, like we already knew, you know, it's like nanotechnology. Yeah, of course, you know, (laughs) the quantum level. Oh, boy, that's a whole we're going to set that aside. But the quantum (laughs) level, like, wow, that just totally reveals God. Okay, so um, stay on track. When I speak in tongues, did you know that they've done tests? So I'm speaking from the spirit, right? Um, When I speak in tongues, 
they've tested people when they speak in tongues and in their brain, different parts of their brain will light up that don't normally light up. So it affects your body, like your body is speaking, but so um, what else? Um, When you laugh, when your body laughs, does it affect the other things? Let's just laugh. Everybody laugh. Ha 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 ha. Oh, come on. Laugh harder. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. So do you feel better now than you did a minute ago? Yeah. So that's a technique. If you ever want, I'm going to give you little things. So this is what I do whenever, uh, whenever I hear sometimes the Lord speaking different things or something will catch your spirit. You're like, Ooh, I I need to know more about that. So I'm just going to drop a few things, take a note or whatever and look at it later. But, um, if you want to, to listen to, uh, Steve back backlund, B A C K L U N D. He has a whole thing of let's just laugh at that. It's like the the enemy tells you, you know, you're you're ugly. You can go. <laughs> let's just laugh at that, you know. I look like God. I look like God. Yes. Um, so laughing actually is a physical thing, but affects your soul when you laugh. You feel better. Why is it when we smile? You know, smiling actually has an effect on your physical body. What happens when I live in fear? When I live in fear, your body can get sick. Your your frequency actually lowers when you are in fear. What about when you're stressed out? Same thing. I mean, part of this is the body, God created us for a purpose. He created us to function a certain way. We just have to get what that is, you know? So when, um, when, the bo- when you're being chased by a lion, you're bo- you're, you're, it's stressful, right? Mm-hmm. But your body is built to, to do that, okay? It's built to run from danger. So when we run from danger, our digestion shuts off because you may not eat another meal if you don't run fast enough. So <laughs> you might, you might be the meal. Um, your, your, uh, ability to become pregnant shuts off because you need everything to go to your adrenaline to run. Right? So there's a reason for it. The problem is when we live in constant stress, our digestion suffers our fertility suffers, our muscles tighten up. Like there's, there's all that stuff, right? So, so how I live here affects this. Um, what happens when I, my eating program is led by my soul? <laughs> really tasty cakes, yeah, really. Sometimes we try to satisfy with food, right? And um, we're trying to satisfy a soul issue with, that, that affects our body. So what I found, and the Lord's been 
it's it's like a big rabbit hole is what it is. I mean, the Lord's been teaching me about like focusing on this, um, understanding all three parts because we need all three. Here's the problem. What I realized is the sometimes church will teach it. And I say church in a very, let's call it the church system because the church system is is more what I'm referring to. Not referring to the ecclesia, that's us, right? It's not the building. It's it's church systems sometimes have taught us wrong, sometimes by mistake, sometimes on purpose. Um, I think that there's way more to this that we don't know because it's been hidden. So the Jews talk about the mystery or Hebrews, I should say, talk about the mysteries of God. There's a lot of mysteries that, that the Hebrew culture knows and understands that Christianity just like was like, ah, we don't need that. And, and we tucked it away and we're missing it. But they're still there. We, we can still find them out. We can still learn. Um, there's a lot of things that the church told us um, or separated or hid because um, uh, sometimes out of control. You know, if we dumb people down, we can control them a little bit better. I mean, when you look at the King James Version, King James wasn't necessarily a nice person. Say it that way. Um, you know, there's some things in the translation that, that is a little harsh, is a little condemning. It's a little, you know, let's put a pope and bishop or whatever over you. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't like it's supposed to be. Let's say that. So there's, there's effects of that that we don't even know. Even um, if, if you listen to some of uh, Harold Eberle's uh, teachings, he's got them on YouTube. Go listen to them. They're awesome. But he, he talks about how the Greeks, Greek mentality, as well as the Christian theology uh, system, let's say, church system, has certain thought patterns that have affected us, and we don't even know it. We don't even realize, and to a degree that I know Tim and I had a word prophesied over us one time that God was unwrapping us from old, um, uh, forget, almost like Lazarus, um, grave clothes, grave clothes. And some of that is they're put on us, and sometimes we just believe it, and we're just believing a lie. So, um, that took way too long to explain. Um, so what I what one thing I see in the Greek theology or Greek mentality versus the Hebrew mentality is a lot of times the Greeks taught that what's spiritual is good and what's natural is bad. And we we I, I mean I, I still have flex of it in my head probably and I'm working to get them out. Because if God so loved the world, he loved the entire world. He, crea- he created everything. When he created it, what did he call it? Good. It's good. Yeah. 
It's good. It's just the effects of sin, but he wants to redeem that. Um, so I'm going to use two Greek words. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> um, so spiritual uh, in the Bible. Oh, so one of the things I started using was the Blue Letter Bible app. Really cool. You can click on it and see what the, you know, the Greek is. Well, you know, it's like the, something about the flesh. It's like, well, what word is that? Where else is that used in the Bible? And you, you, you get without having to be, you know, uh, a really astute person. You can just hit a few things and <laughs> get some clarity. So one of the things that uh, we talk about that is translated flesh is sarks, S-A-R, I'm going to put it up here, that's flesh, that's like the bad, it's like the flesh that needs to die, you know, we're crucified with Christ, yes, that's, that's good, but the body is not always translated the same, the body is soma, doesn't that sound so much better? Soma. Soma, I think this body is a real key that we've missed because we've believed the lie that says body has to die. If I could just get rid of this and go be with Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Death is not our savior. It's not a gateway. We can be with Jesus now. We don't have to wait till death. I mean, so what about this body? What about this body? So let's do a, a practical thing. You know how in Sozo you, you take off glasses? Sometimes we're looking through glasses. If you're willing, um, let's remove our glasses, our religious glasses. So Father, we want to remove any teaching that's not of you. We want to see through your eyes. We want to see your truth. And so Lord, we just take off any religious glasses. We take off any lie that we've believed and we open ourselves up to hear what you have to say about us. Ooh, that's good. Um, So give me some examples of people that did wild and crazy things with their body. With their body. Elijah. Elijah? What did Elijah do? He outran a chariot. He outran a chariot. Okay. I might have translocated today here because I made it here in about 12 minutes. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I made it here way faster than I should have. I was speeding a little bit, (laughs) but it wasn't enough to make it here in 12 minutes. (laughs) Okay, he ran, he outran a chariot. What else? Give me some other ideas. Quick, quick, quick. Samson. Okay. Philip translocated. Do you know um, when Tim and I ordered our passport, we got the passport card and I carry it with me. And we do it as an act because if I end up in another country and I need to find my way back, 
I figure I got my passport cart with me, just in case. I think we can do it. I mean, Philip did it. Okay, who else? David. What did David do? Slew a giant. Tigers and bears, yeah. Lions and bears. Oh, my. All right, who else? With a physical body. Samson. Okay, who else? David's mighty men. Wow, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Jesus. What did Jesus do? Okay, has anybody ever faced 3,000 angry Jews that want to kill you? And he just walked through? You think he just like parted ways and walked through? Or do you think he walked through? He did what he needed to do. Didn't he say, destroy this temple and I'll rebuild it in, third, in three days? Was he talking about the physical temple? No. It even says he was referring to his body. His body. Who are we imagers of? So if he could do it. All right, who else? Who was one of the first ones? You know, the Bible talks like it's important when it's the first one, like the, the, the law of first mention. Like whenever something's mentioned the first time in the Bible, there's something significant about it. Enoch, Enoch yes. yes. Has anybody ever read the book of Enoch? Yes. Crazy, right? Yes. Did you know the book of Enoch was in the Dead Sea Scrolls? That was like so awesome because it proved that the Bible was real. The book of Enoch was in the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Bible quotes the book of Enoch. They obviously studied the book of Enoch back in Jesus' day. Why don't we study the book of Enoch? It's too scary. <laughs> That's true. It's not authorized. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just right. <laughs> so, so Enoch, what did Enoch do? He walked with God. He prophesied a lot. And we have some of the stuff he prophesied. I'm telling you, you got to read the book of Enoch. It's, it's a bit wild and crazy. But, I mean... I got to the point where I was like, you know what? What if it challenges what I believe? I mean, what if it makes me uncomfortable? What if I can't explain it? Do I want to feel comfortable and feel like I can explain everything and that I have all my answers together? 
be in control, be comfortable. <laughs> Does it agree or does it disagree? It's like everything else that we come in contact. Does it agree or does it right. disagree? Right. You know, does this does the spirit recommend it? If so, then the spirit is going to show us how it's properly applied and what we've misapplied that tends to exclude it. That's right. That's right. Um, I think a lot of those. I mean, the Bible talks about the, it's the glory of a king to search things out. I don't think the Lord is going to, I don't think, um, I think there's a beauty in chasing and searching and, you know, going after God when he can reveal something that's, um, that's a mystery. It's, it's ours, they're ours to steward. They're ours to, to search out and to understand. And he'll give us understanding. It said the Holy Spirit will teach you. We don't, yes, we need teachers, but the Holy Spirit would, will guide you. He'll tell you because he knows what you need. You know, maybe you don't need to read the book of Enoch. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying it's, it's pretty cool that there's, things out there that that are more than what we know, that are more than what we've been taught. Um, okay. What's, what's special about the body? It's fearfully and wonderfully made. It can repair itself. It's fearfully and wonderfully made. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. It can repair itself? Yeah. What? Has anybody ever broken a bone? What did you do to, to heal it? Time. Rest? Time? Exercise. And then you had to work it, but yeah, but the healing, it helped. And it and you did the body can heal itself. The more I study the body, the more I realize. It is way more powerful than we know. And if we would just treat it right, if we would feed, I mean, when you plant a garden, you can't just shove a seed in the ground and forget it. You need to fertilize it, you need to water it, you need to protect it from the rabbits in my yard. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, when you have a nice car, do you change the oil? You should. <laughs> you will have a different car pretty soon if you don't change the oil. How come we change the oil, we put in good gas in our car, we change the tires, and then what do we, what do we feed our body? And then we expect it to deliver. I realized um, that I wasn't treating my body right. Um, by what I ate. This is my experience. You know, I'm, I'm sorry if I offend, but I realized 
started listening. When I listened to my body and when I ate McDonald's, like a half hour later, I felt like, ugh, why do I keep doing this? And then I would wait longer and then something would happen. Well, I'll just grab some McDonald's. And um, finally, I was like, you know what? I need to listen to my body. My body does not like this food. I mean, don't like this drug. Don't like this drug. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started realizing if I expect my body to deliver when I need it to deliver, when I need to stand on my feet for 12 hours when I worked in retail, I can't feed it something that doesn't give it what it needs to heal. Um, Here's something I put two and two together, and hopefully you'll hear me out. Um, Okay, I'll preface it by, you know, all the festivals, like the Jewish festivals, were times and seasons that they went through, and they, they mirror, while I totally agree we're not, um, we're not held to those necessarily, uh, because Christ has come, right? So he's fulfilling a lot of those. There's something to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something to, and like now everybody's on this thing of, oh, fasting is good for you. <sighs> yeah. We were, t- we're taught to do that. We're taught to, f- to fast. Why? Your body needs it. Your body needs a chance to rest from digesting. It's actually healing to your body. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we view it as, oh, well, I'm not eating. It's going to be painful. And, and yeah, it, it is and it can be, but it's actually good for your body. In fact, your body needs it. I think this is my you know, putting two and two together as I study all these things. I think the flu sometimes, it's because we haven't rested, we haven't eaten well, we haven't fasted, and your body at some point just needs to get rid of, it needs to cleanse. You know, you remember we talked about the Greek mentality is kind of like this. This is the Greek mentality. It's linear. You know what the, the, the Hebrew mentality is? There's a time to fast, and there's a time to party and eat and drink. There's a time to fast, a party to, time to eat. It's more of a mindset of what does my body need? You know, I started listening to what my body had to say, and I realized when I, well, I used to work retail, so we had to work Sundays, but I realized if I actually took a Sunday, the Sabbath, if I actually took a day of rest and I rested, I didn't get sick as often. Um, and when you have that as a lifestyle, it's doing something for the body, but you're taking a spiritual rest, right, which helps all three. Okay. What else is, you said, I think you said it this morning, um, we actually have the DNA of God 
We're like, what's what's the difference between my DNA and the rabbits in my yard DNA? We're made in His image. So the DNA is going to be different, right? My DNA actually has the DNA of God. This body, this body, this body, this body. So do you think this body has a voice? Do you hear that in the Sozo room? (laughs) If you need, if you get a Sozo, if you haven't had a Sozo, just get one. Just try it. Just try it. See what happens. You might like it. You might like it and say, oh, I want another one. (laughs) Your body actually speaks. I think the body is speaking a lot. We're just not listening. What did it say? Wow. Listen, I started doing that, listening, like, okay, I would almost like a scan, you know. I would say, okay, Lord, what's going on? What's going on? Um, I started realizing if, I, if you listen to your body, you can tune in and you can hear when you need to slow down. And it's like, if we just listen and take a day of rest, then we could keep on running. But sometimes when we're, I used to, what I, I realized I used to do, and I'm still trying not to, but I used to um, get mad at my body. Come on. I should be able to fill in the blank. Come on. Why isn't this, you know... And then, pu- and then punish it. See this, uh, you know, Jesus died for our sins. By his stripes we are healed. We don't need to punish the body. Yeah. I would challenge you, you can do this at home, please don't do it now. I would challenge you to ask your body questions. Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? What haven't I done right for you? Your body will talk to you, and it wants to be heard. I can't even get into that right now, but let me tell you, I have evidence. The body wants to speak. It wants to speak. And it has, it, it, is, it is a good, it's not a good leader, but it's a good servant. It will serve you and it will do whatever you tell it to do because it's a good servant. That's a great point. English. Right. Using pain to talk to you. Yeah. Sometimes your body is speaking, and because, like you said, you were getting headaches. 
What's the body? Instead of, come on, why stop hurting? Why don't we just stop and say, what's going on? What does my body need? I started realizing when I crave chocolates or sweets, it's because I don't have enough minerals. So I just take minerals because the body's like, how do I get it? You know, and it'll, it'll crave something, but you need to understand, you need to learn your body's language, basically. Body language, that's a whole nother thing too. Um, So, yeah, so your body's talking. Pain is the way it talks. And it's saying, hey, slow down. Hey, I need a rest. Maybe you need to rest your digestive system. Take a break. Go, go a day without eating. Eat, drink broth. Drink broth and water for a day. And kombucha, if you're, if you're Bev. <laughs> I, always, I always ask people, when they ask me to pray for pain to leave, I always, I always ask them, so if the pain leaves, will you still rest? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, she asks, when somebody asks for prayer, for pain, she says, when the pain goes, are you going to rest? That's a, the pain makes you stop. Because the pain slows you down, because you need to slow down sometimes. All right. Mm. Yeah, we're afraid. Where's fear coming from? Right. Exactly. Yeah. We mustn't get behind because we're stacking ourselves up against others. Right. That's good. That's really not healthy. Finding the lie. Finding the lie. Finding the lie. Making sure that this isn't leading. This is leading. That's good. Okay. So... I'm going to read, now that we have our glasses off, isn't it freeing to leave your glasses off? Just leave them off. Throw them away. Stomp them. Um, I, I, I need to read through a scripture, but everybody needs to stay awake. So, because so, you need to hear it with new, uh, new ears. Hear it with new ears. Yeah, that's a trick. Okay. Everything is permissible for me. This is 1 Corinthians 6. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything's beneficial. Well, that's a good key right there. Um, Everything is permissible for me, but I am not mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will do away with both of them. However, the body is not... Now, this, he's talking to Corinthians. So they were having a little trouble with sexual stuff, right? Um, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. The body is for the Lord and the Lord is for the body. Amen. That shows you what, how he values it. And that's what the body craves. Yes. God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Don't you know that your bodies are a part of the body of Christ? What? I thought it was just my spirit. My body is part of the body of Christ. 
So should I take part of the body and make it part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. Do you not know that anyone that is joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For scripture says the two shall become one flesh. But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits, it's outside the body. But the person who is, is sexually immoral sins against his own body. It's like it's a deeper sin because you're, you're involving more than one part of you. So it, it, there's, there's other stuff that comes with it because the body is involved. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in, who is, who is in you? Who you, um, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You're bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. So the Holy Spirit thinks your body is so awesome that the God of the universe is in your body. Do you know what the body translated in from Greek is? Soma. It's not this. It's not the flesh. That's, it's like it's, that's the effect with sin and our bad nature or whatever. But Soma, it, it, the Holy Spirit lives in it. It's this. It's this right here. Okay. Um, Romans 8. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, which he just said he is, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal body because of his Holy Spirit. I mean, it just doesn't get any plainer than that. (laughs) This thing's awesome. I mean, it's awesome. Yes. Have you asked your body? Um, I would challenge you. Look in the mirror when you get home and tell your body you love it. And it shows, it shows. <laughs> right. Okay. Here's another one. I'm going to go fast, but you got to listen to it. There is no condemnation. So interesting. Several of the things that were in the songs that you sang today. There is no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. Because now see, this is explaining he's he's dividing law and what we have now. Okay? It's two different things. Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the spirit, from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do because it was weakened by the flesh. Sarks. God did. He condemned sin in the flesh. Sarks. Just sounds like, I don't know, has a gruff, just sounds bad. Um, by sending his only son in the likeness of sinful flesh 
as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled to us who do not walk according to the sarks, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit have their mind, it's involving all three, set on the things of the spirit. Now the mindset of Sarks is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. It is unable to do so. There are those who are in the flesh that cannot please God. You, however, here's the good news, are not in the flesh. You're not in Sarks, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of the Lord lives in you. So there's a choice there. <laughs> if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he's de- he does not belong to him. Now, if, this, if Christ is in you, the body, Soma, is dead because of sin, but the spirit gives life because of righteousness. So my body has life. It's not just spiritual. It's physical. And if the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal body to life through his spirit who lives in you. So are we obligated to live according to the flesh? Because if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. That's pretty clear too, right? But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you'll live. And for all those led by God's spirit are God's sons. And I'll just repeat something I think I've said already, but sons is both of us. There's no Jew nor Gentile, slave or free, male or female. We're all sons. We're all kings. It's, it's, we're all the same. Which that's awesome. That's freedom right there. For if you do not receive the spirit, uh, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, like you were talking about. Instead, you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, which Abba is like daddy. It's the, it's the most tender. <sighs> it's the most tender way to call your father. The spirit of him testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may be glorified with him. For I do not consider the sufferings of this time not, uh, are not worthy or not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Here's the clincher. Okay, listen. <laughs> This is so awesome. For creation eagerly awaits with anticipation for the sons of God to be revealed. For creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who who subjected it in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of the children of God. 
So our earth can be redeemed too. Our bodies can be redeemed. They have been redeemed. So creation can be redeemed too. Who's in charge of that? Yes. I mean, if creation's eagerly awaiting us to be revealed, what that looks like, we're still figuring out, but we need to be revealed as sons. What's the difference between a child and a son? Maturity. Maturity. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness because we don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings with our body through the Spirit, and he searches our hearts. uh, He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good, of those who love God and who are called to his purpose. That's one thing I've been proclaiming during this season we're in. All things, everything, mm-hmm. any, anything that looks bad, it always turns out for my good. I mean, always. Amen. For those he foreknew, he predestined to, to be conformed to the image of his son. So he would be the firstborn among many uh, brothers and sisters, For those he predestined, he called. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. What should we say then? If God is for us, who can be against us? It's not warfare. This isn't a warfare cry. God's for us. He happens to be on on my side when I'm battling. No, it's he's for us. It's It's like when your little kid is in Little League and he just hit the ball and you're like, run, you can do it, go. That's the four that God is for. It's not war. We're not warring anymore. We have left the war season, folks. We are in the season of becoming, revealing, fulfilling. He did not spare his own son, for he gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? everything. Who can separate us from the love of God? Can affliction or stress or persecution or famine or nakedness or sword or danger? It is written, no. All these things, that whole list he just did, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am persuaded neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything created will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Wow. So what do we do with that? Be happy. I ca- um, I'll give you two things. These are practical. I'm all about like, let's make this rubber hit the road. 
I mean, I'm just opening a door here. I'm just opening a door. It is a huge rabbit hole, people. And we need to just go for it. It's awesome. It is awesome what he's called us to be. We just need to understand who we are. All three parts of us, we need to understand who we are. But this is a key. Creation needs this body right here. It needs this body. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, this is a very familiar verse, but think of it now a little differently maybe, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. What does that look like? Taking care of yourself. When it says, present your bodies to God, does that mean when I go in through the veil, I can take my body with me? Cool. Does that mean when we take communion... What is communion? His body, his blood in my body. When I take communion, I, I pray for the transformation of my DNA and the transfiguration of my body. Because I'm taking in his body into my body, Christ in me, the hope of glory. I always wonder, like, what is that? I mean, I get it. Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's the mystery. That is the mystery that the God of the universe is in us physically. You, in your song, you talked about the veil. Whenever, uh, this is 2 Corinthians 3.18, whenever a person turns to the Lord the veil is removed. Now the, now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, look into a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the spirit. What is a mirror? What does a mirror do? It reflects. So as we look into him, he looks into us. What you look at, you go towards, right? So when we look at him, um, that's, that's where we're transformed. When we take communion, that's where this body is transformed. It, it's a prophetic act, but... It's his body. I become what I behold. Exactly. If I behold him, I bear his image. Let's just do that. Do you know you can take communion without the elements? Let's stand up.
wants us to be mature. He's calling us, please mature. Creation is groaning. It wants to see the suns. It wants to be redeemed from decay. And your body is a key. Your body is beautiful. It's strong. It carries the God of the universe inside of it. So, Father, we thank you that there is no veil. (laughs) Because we turn to you, Lord, we can step through the veil because of the blood of Christ. And Father, in your presence, we want to take communion. We want to commune with you. We take your body, your DNA, and I receive it into my body. May it transform this physical body. I receive the DNA of the God of the universe. I receive it for the transfiguration of this body. (laughs) And we take the wine. We take your blood that cleanses us, that purifies us, that bought us for a price. (laughs) Your blood was the price. And we take that. Thank you, Lord. We want to be transformed into your image. We want to be God imagers. Lord, give us wisdom with our body. Give us understanding. Holy Spirit, teach us. Teach us how to mature. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, so, Anne, thank you. That is awesome. Um, there's, I've been known from time to time to say things that are kind of controversial, so I'm not going to let you down today. <laughs> so, so there are times where God calls us deeper, always. So that thing about deep crying out to deep, 
that that means a little something a little bit different to me than what it used to. Mm -hmm. So deep cries out to deep, and he's really what what God is doing is saying, "Come deeper into me." Yeah. Get in here because if you're in here, it's a good place to be. Yeah. So just the, the about four years ago, God woke me up in the middle of the night and and with this thought of and one one of these days I'm going to try to unveil this stuff. It's it's more of like a rabbit hole like Ann just drew here. But <laughs> but he woke me up, and, and the thought that was on the forefront of my mind was, what literally happened to the blood of Jesus? So I started to think about that and get, talk about getting pulled into a rabbit hole of, of just seeking deeper so that, 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 that verse that Am read about, about the earth and all of creation is groaning for the manifestation, really what I, what I like to see that is like the reawakening yes. of the sons of God yeah, and the maturing of the sons of God. Because what God showed me is, is not that if we wake up to who we are, that the earth will be redeemed. What God was showing me was that the blood of Jesus flowed into the earth. It didn't fall on an altar. It didn't fall into a container that could be used to dab people's skin with and to clean everything up. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Talking about patterns. When Jesus died, he did something to the earth before he did anything to us. So the picture God was showing me is that creation has been redeemed. We just get to wake up into who we are to manifest that redemption that is infecting. Jesus' blood was the, the, the little leaven that it's infecting the whole lump. So it's just a beautiful picture for me to see that when we figure out who we are and we start to come into alignment with who God is and how we've been created, then the earth just reflects who we are also. So, Anne, thank you. That's, a, that's a, such a, a good thing. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this in a word of prayer. If there's anyone here that needs prayer, we'll have people up here for you. Um, so if you need prayer for anything, just come on up here and we'll get that handled. So Father, we just, we just bless this time. We seal it. The words that Am released over us, the, the calling into alignment of our of our spirit and our soul and our body. God, we just ask you today to heal all three of those. That just to speak into our souls that are the thing that cries out a lot of times that says, I'm hurting. Something happened to me, I need healing. And when that happens, God, when you step into those dark places and heal us from that place, then our spirits come alive and our bodies also follow that. God, so we just release that in the name of Jesus this morning. And we just bless everyone as we leave here, um, equipped, fed, um, nourished, God, nourished, to go out and release this goodness that has been spoken over us today to the world, to the people out there that really need to hear that. So we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen.